Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. WILK News Radio. We are back. Hour number three of the Lollapalooza. Honoring our veteran of the day. Vincent Anthony Bolzoni of Scranton, known as Jim, born in Long Island, and somebody nicely sent in, Cicquefondi, Cicquefondi, Reggio Calabria, Italy, where his family roots were from, and he fought for us with the U.S. Navy, World War II. And we're losing, you know, when I see the... The World War II and the, the Korean veterans going, and we report on them and we pay tribute to them. We lost uh, Jim Bolzoni February 10th. Huh. But thank you to one of our listeners. They said it's Cinque Fondi in uh, Cinque Fondi Reggio, Calabria, Italy. Love that. Somebody texted in. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance from Psalms. Look at you cannot leave your roots as a nation. Our roots were Judeo-Christian and Western thought, and we have people trying to pull us up by the roots so they can take over and govern. And Western tradition, Western thought is the only strain of thought that honored freedom and kept progressing towards it. You can't let them win. Period. William says LTS. I say LTS back at you. And he says, it could have been worse, Bob. Good thing you didn't follow the Dahmer, the Jeffrey Dahmer piece with Maneater by Hollenholtz. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So, my old friend Brian Thomas Barrow, we know him as Beezer. He uh, worked at Major League Baseball Productions for years, television producer. He's got his own company called Wheelbarrow Productions now. He loves his French bulldog, Fenway, named after the park. And he's written a novel called Midstation. And I'll give you a quick summary of it, and then we'll talk to, to Brian. A heartbroken author, Thomas Strong, leaves his California estate to escape recent tragedies of his life. It is 1898, and he feels compelled to tell the stories of the throngs of people heading north 
through Alaska in pursuit of Yukon gold. His best friend, a French bulldog named Stanley, is confused to be on a frigid dog sled trip in pursuit of these stories, but he remains loyal to his master. Mid-station, told from the point of view of the bulldog, Stanley, is a story about hope, salvation, survival, loyalty, and finding love in the most remote places. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got Brian Barrow with us. And uh, first of all, Brian, welcome. It's great to have you. Thank you, Bob. It's great to talk to you, and I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. But I just want to say that um, I handle pressure well, but this is a little tough one here because I know you're smart and entertaining, and you know your brother Michael is one of my dearest friends, and your family is always treated me nicely, so I got a lot of pressure on me here to not disappoint. <laughs> oh, you got to, there's no doubt about it, Beezer, you got to deliver. Yeah, I got to <laughs> hit the home run at the end of the game, or, or, or I'm screwed. I will tell you this, I've gone through the book, Midstation, and it is, it delivers. It, it's a great story. How, how did you, and I, I always ask authors this, what was the genesis of this book? Uh, well, there's the fact that the first book I ever read where the assignment was to read chapter two and I read the whole book was called The Wild by Jack London. It was so okay. fascinated by the gold rush and everything. And then there was like a time uh, going to a hunting cabin that my friend had. It was so desolate and it just reminded me of that. And I just started to think about all these things that could have took place here during the history. And I just, you know, I'm riding home from this cabin in Vermont. I used to imagine things, and I just, uh, I just, it just took uh, took place. I mean, I just put things together. Uh, Fascinating I, period of time in America and in North America. Uh, so, tell us a little about your character that you created, Thomas Strong, and of course his uh, French bulldog, based upon your guy Fenway. Yes, well, the three main characters in the book are Thomas Strong, and then Stanley is the bulldog, and then Makita. Um, Thomas Strong is uh, my middle name is based on my uncle, who's my you know one of my greatest heroes. And Strong is because Tom Strong begins the book feeling very weak, and then he ends up being strong. Um, the other two characters, Stanley and Makita, are based on Stanley Makita from. Chicago Blackhawks. Um, huh. He was um, in Slovakia. He was born in Slovakia, and his parents sent him to his aunt and uncle in Canada because they didn't want him to be persecuted by the Nazis. And it was, you know, his name was changed from Stanislav to Stanley and Mikita because that was his aunt and uncle's name. So Stanley and Makita are the, the names of the two other main characters in the book. Well, I, I notice, and your sports background is so deep, and you know, working for Major League Baseball Productions and and all of that, you're you're a wealth of knowledge on all those kinds of things. But you chose not to do a novel about sports. You chose to do it about something else that fascinated you. Uh, and I find that really interesting because in here there's a character, Tarkenton, I'm sure named after Fran Tarkenton. Yeah, I'll give you I the characters. Just... I'll tell you all the characters, why they're named. It gave me an opportunity to talk about all my oppressed heroes. 
<laughs> I love it. it, it but it, you know what it is? I, I, I think the interesting thing is it does for me is I remember guys like Stan Makita. I remember, obviously, Fran Tarkenton. And it's sort of, uh, it just it jumps out at me as I'm reading. And I, and I love it, and it and keeps the story spicy uh, w- when you go through it. So he wants to find out what's going on in the Yukon. He brings his dog. Now, why did you choose to have the, the French Bulldog be the uh, narrator, if you will, but at least it's from through his eyes? Well, uh, the reason he was named Stanley by his master was because, you know, in the, in the turn of the century, that's when they named the Stanley Cup. And he's a, Thomas Strong is a writer, and he interviewed, you know, Lord Stanley of Preston. So he named his dog because he was—he named his dog after the cop, you know. So, so they go up with him to this place, and they're looking for a place to get away, to get a redemption. Um, and Stanley was the, was the dog. My dog was Fenway, but yeah. he used to look at me when I was riding at on my computer. And he looked at me like jealous dog. Like, what are you doing? Pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. And I just noticed that it would be a good way to pay um, the third person point of view to have the dog tell the story. And that's you know how you know Lord Stanley got into the book. I, I really, I really like how you did that. Uh, I was given a book in in prison that I thought it was it was also from the perspective of a dog. And I like oh, I'm not gonna read this. Well, you know, there's not much else to do. So I did read it, and I loved that, and I love the way you do take it from the dog's perspective. It's because it's an outsider's view. It's an observer, and it's almost pure, more pure, or something. I I, I don't know. I just did like how you did it. Well, dogs are purer than people. So just so you know, you know, he's watching me, and I just it was really easier for me because I was trying to decide who should tell the story, the two other main characters or the dog, and it was just easier to do the dog because I could tell the dog what to say <laughs> easier. And <laughs> how, long you know, did, how long did it take you to write the book? A lot of, like, years, because I was doing it. I wasn't really doing it, you know, for, you know, I was doing it to write a book about something that, that just took place, you know, it was like, 15 years, let's go there. Wow. We're talking about Brian Thomas. I wasn't really trying to write a book. I was just picking up pieces of of stories and everything. And um, I I just, the whole, to me, the whole thing is, like, Stan Makita, he's he's living in, you know, blind state of Nazi. And the whole theme to me is survive and succeed. That's the whole theme of the book. Um, I have a number of names that are, in this book, like, you know, John Foreman, that's Chuck Foreman, you know that. Uh, yeah. Charles Starkins is a Mr. Francis Krauss, Paul Krauss. Yeah. The evil, the only evil people in this book are the Pearson brothers. And if you know anything about the Hail Mary pass, <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's, there's the evil. So, so in other words... The dog picked up uh, your your love of the Minnesota Vikings and dis- how much you despise the Cowboys. If you, if you just if, if you just think about the the fact that the 
Hail Mary passes become some kind of comic thing in public society. It's like it's it's not. It's, it tortures me. It still tortures me to this day. <laughs> That's why everybody in here is somebody from the Vikings that, or the that, Cowboys. Those were the great days of the Vikings at Metropolitan Stadium, too. Yes, I mean. it is, it's, it's definitely the best thing. It, I, 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 I just feel like I, there's something about the characters in my book that I feel um, I've always felt because I, a Red Sox fan, a Vikings fan, New York Rangers fan that went to college in Long Island four years as Islanders won a Stanley Cup. I always feel that there's honor and dignity in losing with pride. I mean, that's, so that's some of the characters are based on that. It's yeah. you know, losing with dignity is a, is a very important thing. Sometimes more it. important than winning. Uh, we're talking about Brian Thomas Barrow. He's the author of Mid Station, uh, a, a neat book. It's not new. It's out about four years. And I've got my copy, an autographed copy of it, which I love and will treasure. Uh, I, I got to tell you, wh- where can people get the book? Because well, I think it's a still, lot of people are going to love it. It's still on MidStation, Bob. Um, it's actually being uh, re-released um, in, a, in a, like a couple of months. It's going to be re-released because I didn't get an opportunity to promote uh, the book very well because uh, my dog, Fenway, he was... He died, and my knees were screwed up, so I didn't get an opportunity to um, promote the book as much as I wanted. So um, it's going to be re-released, and it's on Amazon right now. Um, and I hope I have a few seconds left to give you a little something just for your entertainment. All right, well, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with Brian Thomas Barrow. He's the author of Midstation, a, a neat book told from the per, about the Yukon, about redemption, about all of that, survival, loyalty, and finding love in the remote, most remote places in the world. Uh, we'll be back with Brian Barrow after this. Nat King Cole, we lost him this date, 1965. That was his brother talking about the passing of Nat King Cole, the legend, and of course, so many songs, but unforgettable, obviously, one of his better, one of his most iconic, for sure. Well, we're talking with Brian Thomas Barrow, and I. <laughs> this is an unforgettable book. It is called Midstation, and... I just love how the story unfolds. I love the perspective. Uh, it sort of shows you understand you understood your dog Fenway. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, but guess what? Guess what, Bob? In the break there, there's somebody talking about sounding like his brother Nat King Cole, and that you know that's like uh, you sound like my dear friend, uh, your brother Mike Cordero. <laughs> it's so ironic that that was playing right there. Uh, um, and I just I want to just uh, ask you because I, you know, I grew up a Red Sox fan and a Vikings fan in the New York area, and I know why I became those the fans of those teams. But why did you become a Red Sox fan, Bob? Well, I mean, it was rebellion more than anything. I think yeah, everybody <laughs> we we were the Yankee fans. We would go to the Yankee games every year, at least a couple a year, and they stunk after 1964. And uh, here's Carl Yastrzemski in 1967. I'm six years old, love baseball. And he's going for the Purple Crown. And he's, he's Polish, like I'm half Polish. 
And yeah. I'm like, this is the team. And I love their colors, the dark blue and the the deep red. And then, you know, then you get a look at Fenway Park and the green monster. And I go, I'm in. And then, of course, their great announcer, Sherm, Sherm oh, Feller. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, just, just everything about it. And I and I went Red Sox. I'm saving, I'm saving like, my goodbye for you. My last minute thing for Schoenfeller for you. So, um, <laughs> the, the 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 thing about me was with the Vikings. I mean, look at New York. I get abused every year when the Giants beat us. But when the Vikings put their fingers down in the turf, oh, we lost the call. What happened there, Johnny? Oh, the call. Well, he'll when he calls back, we'll finish that interview. We've got to take a break anyway for the weather uh, and our great commercials. We're going to do that and come back with our author, Brian Thomas Barrow. His book is Midstation, available on Amazon. We'll be back. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Allie Gallo. Today, clouds to start, then afternoon sun. It'll be breezy, high of 60. The sun's peeking out now. Tonight, cloudy, low 48. Tomorrow, cloudy earlier, then a steadier rain in the afternoon. It'll be breezy again, high of 60 once again on Thursday. Friday, early rain, but the temperature's going to start dropping. Uh, It'll be 50 overnight. But the temperatures will fall during the day into the 30s. Saturday, temperatures starting off at around 18 degrees. And it'll get to be, though, a sunny day with a high of about 42. So we momentarily lost our author, Brian Thomas Barrow. And we're talking, just wrapping things up here, uh, about his book, Midstation. It is available on Amazon. Uh, Brian... uh, you you had some concluding thoughts, and I said we've yeah, got to get them back. We got to have them back to do them. Yes. So I'll give you the, just I'll give you a, a minute or two because I I have uh, the cable guy was here. <laughs> <laughs> he cut so you off. I can tell you. It's just, right. I just it's, you can't make this stuff up. I'm working <laughs> on the landline, and the cable guy goes running into the. Able. That was just ridiculous. <laughs> so I don't know. I just going to give you, I want to make sure I have this thing to say to you. Like, uh, I've always appreciated the, uh, the sound of people's voices. That to me seems like um, the best way to know somebody. And, you know, your brother, uh, Mikey, my dear friend, we had, you know, all these things about like announcers like Kurt Gowdy and John Facenda of NFL Films. And our favorite was Sherm Feller. Uh, Red Sox public address announcer. So I just want to make sure that I have the time to uh, ask you if you were walking up to Fenway Park for your first at-bat as a Red Sox, what number would you wear and what position you would be playing? Because then I'm going to do my best imitation that you'll ever Tur- hear from Purefeller. <laughs> number, number 33, first base. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Fenway Park. Now batting for the Red Sox, Bob Cordero, number 33. First base, Cordero. (laughs) The funny thing about Sherm Feller is he used to drink during the games. I know. And so he would vanish for like a half an inning or an inning at a time. There'd be no announcements. I know. (laughs) I loved it. I used to buy his drinks for him. (laughs) 
Oh, that's great. You know, it's funny uh, and off the topic of uh, MidStation, of course, but yeah, yeah but I'd to have talk about you and your brother and your family, the money station, well, to be honest with you. To, but to have to have uh, Shermfeller and to have the Yankees public address announcer at the same time, how remarkable! Yeah, it's, you know the thing that people don't remember is that. Bob Shepard used to do the Giant games, too. Yeah. Ball caught by Bavaro. Like, it was like, I mean, it was ridiculous. Schoenfeller was a very unique person. He seemed like he was disheveled, but he wrote symphonies. He was yes. a very unique person. And your brother and I went to meet him, and it was very funny. And I know you were a Red Sox fan. I knew that uh, you probably would appreciate the Bapadero. For three. <laughs> For three. And, and I do, and I do. Brian, a man of many talents, I thank you for coming on. No, and thank you I, for having me on. Come on. Listen, when there's another release, we can still get the book at Amazon, MidStation, correct? Yeah. It's and it's Barrow just like Wheelbarrow. Coming up in a month or two, and um, I, to, to be honest with you, I just needed an excuse to talk to somebody from the Cordero family. So <laughs> I love it. I love and it. And Mikey's going to have to get you have to get Mikey a, a copy of this because I did pay respects to him. You know, I gave him his dues. He's my boy. He, so he's going to have to buy it. He's not getting mine. Mine's all. <laughs> this is this is going to the special awesome, section Bob. of my I library. It. All right, okay. Brian Thomas Barrow. The book is MidStation, available on Amazon. Thank you for coming on. Uh, appreciate it, Brian. You're awesome. All right, my friend. <laughs> you, I'll tell you, it's. I love authors. Uh, I know how hard it is to write a book. I don't know how hard it is to write a good book and a good story. And uh, Midstation by Brian Thomas Barrow is one. And Barrow is spelled just like Wheelbarrow, B-A-R-R-O-W. And we love it. And so, By the way, we had someone... Um, send in and text in, yes, Strimsky, Reggie Smith, Dwight Evans, Canigliero, and they did it on voice, I can tell the way it's spelled, but the Red Sox had a lot of great players. Don't forget Louis Tion, I mean, Dwight, you could go on. You could go on about the Red Sox. I, I could never hate the Yankees because my father loved them and my family loved them, and, and so many people I cared about loved the Yankees. You know, lived and died with their games and still do. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> interesting. But, yeah, uh, Brian's Brian Barrow's uh, expertise is sports and sports production. But he's he's written a good book, and I, I really do enjoy it and happy to have it. And uh, it's, it's good stuff. He's a... He's a He's a Jersey guy, you know, and uh, he's he's got a lot of a lot of life. Let's go to TJ from Wilkesbury. Uh, he's calling about petitions for this election. This is the season, TJ. It's starting now, is it not? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh six seven. We're back in the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, what candidate? Hey, I just want to update your listeners. Yeah. That the Please. petition signings for, for candidates started on Valentine's Day. And, of course, we're going to try to help them get their petition signed. This Saturday at Grand Teeds, where we used to pass out the signs, 1330 Wyoming Avenue and 44th, uh, 
Walter Griffith's going to be, Harry Haas, uh, um, Stephen Urban, and any other Republican candidate that wants their petitions uh, signed, come on down. We're going to be there between 9 and 5 this Saturday. That's Grand Teeds Auto, 1330 Wyoming Avenue, 44, between 9 and 5. Also, just an FYI, the 116th is having a meeting tomorrow night at 6 p.m. at the lookout. Some of the candidates are going to be, you know, talking to them, saying what their platform is, and that's going to be at 6 p.m. at the lookout house, and that's 1373 PA93 in Drums, PA. Uh, you know, we didn't win this last election. I think it was because we just didn't have enough involvement. So please, everybody, we need to not be discouraged by anything that happened in the past, but we have to move forward and just, you know, scrub off our knees, dust our knees and get back in the game and work twice as hard uh, for all our candidates. And any anybody running, you're more than happy to bring your petitions or anybody, and, and we're going to work as a team. TJ, I, I, I know the petition process intimately. Uh, I remember one, I was running for U.S. Congress way back when, 1988, <laughs> And there was a fire at, at this huge conflagration at the country, the old Country Day School, which was had become a factory, and it was burning. And we went there with the petitions, and we got them signed in one night because thousands of people gathered around this fire. And then uh, another time when we were running for commissioner, we're, we had we had teams of dozens and dozens of people going out and finding Republicans. Uh, and and we got it done, but this is so great that you're doing this because it's not yeah. easy. You, you don't trip over Republicans like you do Democrats, you know, no. and that's a good thing. No. Yeah, we got the voter rolls and we got the walking list. Anybody that wants uh, any information, you can call me at 570-466-2565. Uh, basically, the, you know, my job is to try to get the message out. It's uh, these guys' job to run and, and, and hold offices and then, you know, do what they're supposed to do. And, and hopefully our county, our state, and our, and our federal government becomes a better place because of who we elect. So we have to do our job by supporting good candidates, uh, doing some volunteer work. I know it's a, it's, it's a selfless job, and sometimes you don't get the pat on the back that you guys deserve out there, but we need you. So if you could come, you know, support these candidates, you know, we have a lot of good candidates. Uh, we just need to support them and, and hold them accountable once they hold office, like we're going to hold the ones uh, this election that, yep. you know, you know we're, we're going to do the right thing, hopefully. We're going to try, at least. Well, TJ, thank you. And, and uh, don't hesitate. I won't be on Friday, but don't hesitate to call tomorrow at a different hour in the 10 o'clock hour or something. Uh, just to re-remind people of this event Saturday at Grand Tees, okay? And and tomorrow night at the lookout at 6 p.m. Okay. Very the restaurant good. And drums. Hey, thanks, Bob. I appreciate your time, sir. Always a pleasure, TJ. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank we'll you. take this Bye -bye. break, guys. It's uh, Frank Sinatra's waiting. Uh, Gerard Mayer is waiting. We won't hold them up any longer. We'll be back. Thank you, Gerard. Thank you, Frank. Bob Cadaro, back with you on this Wednesday, February 15, 2023, the day after Valentine's Day. We, we had a great night, Cutie and I, up at Camelot and listening to uh, our friend Jeff Lewis. He, he's really, 
talented and uh, it was relaxing yet uh, even better you know uh, even better than that but it was great so I, I you know you get in the middle of texting and stuff for the tv show during during this show so if you see, hear me get distracted sometimes just think i'm i'm doing something i shouldn't be doing while i'm doing the radio show so my apologies for it by the way um excavator guy is really on fire today he's sending tons of information and he asks why is the white house saying they tracked the china bloom from its initial launch but didn't shoot it down until after it crossed the entire u.s they are always lying you're exactly right excavator guy it's crazy. And, you know, wait for tomorrow. There'll be another story. My guy, uh, Mark Mayer, is listening in. He loved our conversation about Sherm Feller and Bob Shepard. And he says, Bob Shepard the best. Now, he caught, this is, this is Mark Mayer now, he caught a Tony Armas home run off Ron Guidry while sitting in the right field bleachers at Yankee Stadiums in the early 80s. He caught it with his left hand and had a big beer in his right hand. He turned around to the bleacher creatures and said, who wants a Boston home run? <laughs> he tur- then he did Mayor turns around and chucks it a one hopper to Jim Spencer at first base. <laughs> They're calling Maricone, Maricone. And uh, Bill White and Phil Rusuto said, the fan threw the ball back on the field. And that was all before... The Cub fans started to do it. <laughs> he started a trend. Oh, man. So that's great stuff. Well, and, and Brian Barrow, I'll I tell you what. he You could just riff with him for hours about things like that. And my buddy Mark Mayer, an old, old football player at Rochester. But uh, Midstation by Brian Thomas Barrow. Good book. And I, th- I think you'll enjoy it. And... When, I, when I'm looking, now I won't be here Friday. I will be here tomorrow. But we've got on uh, the Bob Cadaro show on TV, we've got um, Jerry Jordan. And he is, Dr. Jerry Jordan, he is uh, one of the founders of Northeast Eye Institute. And Brian France and I interview him. And... It's fascinating. A family company, 300 employees. I think he said 14 locations. And they brought top-shelf eye care to uh, northeast Pennsylvania. And everybody else upped their games. So an entire critical component of our healthcare system in northeast PA stepped up its game. And we love it. We'll talk more about that later, but uh... oh, somebody texted. Timmy Mack texted in. Warren Buffett has sold all of his Taiwan Semiconductor stock. It's TSM. They sold eighty percent, eighty-six percent of their TSM stock. After buying 60 million shares just last quarter, is he concerned about Taiwan? Great question. Scary question. 
Hey, by the way, and this is, uh, I think this is Murph, in addition to closing out with this great song by Marvin Gaye. That's what we should be asking. What the hell's going on out there? Just like Vince Lombardi, but on this day, February 15th, 1903, the first teddy bear, named after our great president and my idol, Teddy Roosevelt, went on sale. Fascinating. Well, thanks, everybody, for being in the middle of this. So happy to have Brian Barrow to talk about his book, Midstation, available on Amazon. And, of course, Rick Bigelow, our Far East military historian, this brutal Iwo Jima battle. We're going to honor a veteran of Iwo Jima tomorrow, and I'm looking forward to that. Guys, have a great afternoon. God willing, we'll be back at it again tomorrow, 9 a.m. to 12. It's the Club for Common Sense. As you settle into your day, we do provide a sanctuary of sanity that you could bathe in, that you could even luxuriate in on the Bob Cadaro Show. Have a great afternoon. Go YLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.